Ramble. I've always like had like two thoughts. One is I don't have to be friends with everyone and everyone doesn't have to like me. Once you really think about that, it's totally fine. I feel like all my life I learn by observing other people and other people's mistakes. Honestly, the difference between being a 27 year old virgin and being a 29 year old virgin, not not that that much. much. Are you both in therapy? Are we all in therapy? Are you? I am not in therapy. I got dumped by my therapist. (gasps) What? I don't project. That's not in my skill set. I'm heard just going to move yeah, you, back and daddy? forth. <laughs> yes, you can project. Daddy! Why did nobody have to die? <laughs> it's like uh, listening in a mirror. What is the ear equivalent of a mirror? Not uh, like for eyes is a, a mirror. A headphone? But I guess yeah, so like this is like what we're hearing. Oh, it's an echo. It's an echo. An echo. Yep. We're using those ear mirrors. That's what headphones are and echoes. Guys, welcome to this episode of the podcast. You have three very educated, very intelligent women here today. It's me, Corna Miller. We got Monica Vasandani. Say it again. Vasandani? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah! yeah! I, just fucking, I just shouldn't have hesitated. <laughs> now spell it. V-A-S-A-N-D-A-N-I. Whoa. Heck We've yeah. come a long way. So I farted on the podcast. I'm proud of myself. And then we have Sarah Whittle. Yay, you Sarah said Wido. my name right. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we're doing an advice podcast today. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we were just talking about we- like weird stuff just now. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> we, yeah, we really ran through all of the like female body weird yeah, stuff. We did a body fast. check. Female yeah. body check. Female body check. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a tweet that went out uh, asking if you guys wanted some advice from three very qualified human beings. Where um, are they? Yeah. Well, what? it's my. Where br- are they? Where are they? I don't know. It's so my birthday up. this week, so oh yeah, happy when this birthday. congratulations, so, you know we're wise. I'm wise, and you're turning 21. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh my god, I can so, finally drink. So wise, <laughs> so wise. <laughs> um, I was thinking about the other day how it's crazy how like when we're little or like 13, how we think we literally know everything and that we have it all figured out. Yes, and like even me looking at myself a year ago, I'm like, wow, that bitch. I think every, like, I think that goes up until you're, like, 25. Oh, has yeah. to. Yeah. I, at 32, I've never felt dumber. Yeah, actually. you Because, like, l- between 25 and 30, life really, like, humbles you. Because mm. they're like, you thought you were hot and young yep. and you yeah. kn- yep. knew your shit. You yeah. were wrong. I think my brain's developed enough to realize how stupid I am. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. So, yeah, we have some tweets from you guys to answer. We were joking. There's one of these here. Who's, I'm just going to throw it out there because it's funny. The How to Hide a Body. And my first initial instinct was, don't hide your body, love your body. (laughs) Don't hide it. How can I hide a body? Yeah, that was at screenplay. So that's my answer. Love your body. (laughs) And if it's a dead body, love that dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad advice. (laughs) Okay, just canceled myself. Courtney comes out as a necrophilia. Oh, Oh boy. Don't knock. No. (laughs) No, 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 keep going. Sell me on it. Pitch me on it. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be so. On this. Courtney Miller cancels herself on the Smosh cast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first real question we're gonna we're gonna ask is from Jack Trash. She or they ask, uh, is college worth it? Ooh. You guys both went to college, like actually, legitimately. Yes. Yeah. Attended, yeah. Completed. Did yeah. You I complete completed. College? Yeah. What'd yeah, you I have, get? I have a bachelor's degree in business management. Hell yeah. From a fashion school. Hell <laughs> yeah. Did you go to FedEm? Yeah, I did. <gasps> oh my god. Uh, calm down, Courtney. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can probably sign whatever told me you this already. Me. 
But like I just Fitum was always the commercials on TV, so it seems like a famous school. Um, it didn't feel famous when I was there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I. What did you study? So I have one degree in product development. My associates and I have my bachelor's in business management. Yeah. So what did you initially? want to get into? Um, I had no idea. So um, I did really poorly in high school. I graduated with a 2.8 GPA. Ooh-wee! Um, so there were very few schools I could get into. Nice. Um, but my parents wanted me to go to a four-year school. I actually super regret going to a four-year school. Really? I wish I had just gone to community college, saved the money, uh, That's and what I did. figured it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a two-year degree, an associate's degree um, from a community college in Wyoming because also... Um, I was offered full ride scholarship. So Whoa. not only uh, for speech and debate and theater. <laughs> wow, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Super nerdy. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, I, and then also Wyoming had a scholarship that if you stayed in school or stayed in state for college, they would pay you extra money because they want their people to stay. Whoa. So I did that for two years and got my degree and then I went to a four-year college. So that saved a lot of money, didn't help me from still the massive amount of debt that I had but are you glad that you went to college um yes yes I am I think but I do think it's not for everyone so I think like college was really worth it for me because I always knew I wanted to get into media or television or some type of production like that so I knew I would just have to like I don't have to get a degree but it's better to get a degree so that's what I did and I also wanted to like go out to New York mm-hmm. and so that was kind of the best way to do it but it's not for everyone and especially financially like when I was 16 17 money didn't seem like a real thing no yeah. it no. was like so it was like oh 50k a year 45k a year 60k a year like those all seem like oh yeah I'll be making so much money when I get out of college I, you don't right. for a while for a very long time especially if you don't stay in the same industry or, or whatever if you're doing just the bare minimum and and Exactly. And it's 17 to be like, yeah, I'm going to go into this massive amount of debt is like, you know. That's just like a, that's just a societal American problem too, that they want to profit off of education and young children. But that's a rant for another day. But is college worth it? I think it's not for everyone. And I, I would actually love to see, um, you know, generations and coming up and going into more trade schools because at the end of the day like we still need um carpenters and plumbers and yeah. like those yes. kind of like Marine technical exactly good money during doing that stuff but the thing is that i think in most industries in order to even compete uh for the job you have to have a four-year degree because now it's so ubiquitous like yeah so many people have them it depends on the industry because i have a friend that she went to college but i think she only got her associate's degree which is totally fine and then she went into retail and she's a very she's on a high level she's like a general manager Mm -hmm. of a store and making like lots of money and she doesn't have any student debt so some careers rely on you just diving right in and doing a good-ass job. Yeah, that's true. And then mm-hmm. some you need, like, a little bit of technical school for. So it's, like, it's all up to you. It's it's really what you, you know, what your goal is. Yeah. But if you don't know, if you graduated high school and you feel lost and you're not really sure what you want to do, go to community college. Yeah. But just get a two-year degree. I would say that if your parents are paying for your college, if you're <laughs> lucky enough for that, then it's a great opportunity that shit. to get a good degree <laughs> yes get out of the house yes like learn 
to be an adult, but on a, a much lower level where mm-hmm. you're like kind of feeding yourself, mm-hmm. like kind of doing your own laundry and stuff. But it's it's a good uh, a stepping stone before mm-hmm. yeah. you're cast out into the real world. Take advantage of it, yeah. but get something out of it. I feel like nowadays there's this whole like surge of people wanting to be influencers and YouTubers. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like I can't have a wonder if like there's going to be a shortage of like scientists and and mathematicians or marine bi- biologists like in the future because mm-hmm. those just are not being thought of. Yeah, and I mean I do know that some industries are already having that like um pilots for example. There oh, might yeah. be in the next 5 years a shortage of pilots because during like cuz they're required to retire at a certain age mm-hmm. and all the people that came from like the wars and and during that time like they have to retire now mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't going into that industry because it's very expensive yeah. and hard to get into so i could easily see it being a thing did you know there's only eight thousand police people uh staffed in la county only eight thousand oh, that's not many they have a crazy shortage right now i wow. mean probably because like i don't know if political climate has anything to do with that but and i feel like kids think that in order to have that like fun creative lifestyle you have to pursue being a youtuber or an influencer but that's not always the case i know so many people who like are working coding at google and they're like the coolest like most entertaining like awesome person like you don't have to have like no and if you want to become a content creator or something like that you can still pursue a job outside of it simply Mm -hmm. nail logical is the perfect example she's a crime statistics analyst and then she does youtube on the weekend and she also just just had her um like own nail polish line open up last year so you can do it all it's just like really doing it in a smart way Mm -hmm. yeah using that the the something to pay the bills for that dream hustle i think that's so important agreed um, yeah, I went to, uh, I only did half a semester at community college, but it was, I think a lot of it had to do with my ability to learn is just, I can't do classes once a week or so of, of, of a subject. And like, also the campus just felt very unhappy to me. Mm. And so when you are picking colleges, it really is more important than you think, I feel like, when you're picking a campus to stay on. And yeah, like, and I found a really mm-hmm. nice community in my community college. Like, there are people in community college that kind of like, stay there forever and take classes Mm -hmm. forever and some people just take classes for fun maybe they're later in life but for me I know I had an end goal I had an end goal I want to get a degree as soon as possible let's get all those requisites out of the way and then I can see where I can go next hell yeah yeah dude heck yeah so I hope that covers it I mean I'd say I like money wise it's tough with college you know I almost got a scholarship for UCLA for what pole vaulting Whoa! Whoa. Did I talk about this already? You can pole vault. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite thing in high school. I did track for like seven years, I think, from like fifth grade all the way through high school. Pole vaulting became my main thing, and like, whoa, that's so cool. Our coach would take us to UCLA like a couple times a week to practice with the college pole vaulting coach, and he was calling me his new recruit. I was feeling real good, but like our coaches at the time were at the high school were like really like kind of really bad conduct they got fired the next year they're just they did some they did bad things they're manipulative and like wouldn't let me do the events i wanted to do they even tried to like not let me have a boyfriend it was really <laughs> weird oh. so they kind of turned me away from track senior year i just like didn't i just ditched it and, and then i also was like damn i can't afford college unless i do have a mm-hmm. scholarship right. and then mm-hmm. by that point i'm like i haven't done sports enough to even mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like by then it was too too late but man i didn't know you could pole vault that's so cool oh, it seems so very fun. scary i'm so not physically able at all that it just blows my mind that <laughs> i just i can't let go of the idea of like 
like don't run with scissors like the idea of like <laughs> running like, with like a long a large pole. stick like a yeah. fiberglass thing yeah Ooh, I, and then I you like jam it into the ground I've and then you what go up yeah. i don't understand the physics of it it doesn't make any sense I'll, to me sh- i'll teach you sometime Please i feel don't. like i could pick I up a pole and get right back into it <laughs> i'm sure you could yeah. Do you think Monica and I are really made for the air? I don't think so. Pole vaulting, so. <laughs> a lot of it, you'd be surprised. I like to stay planted. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised Keep how a lot of it is just uh, form. It's not even like, I mean, there's sprinting mm-hmm. like and, and, yeah. and upper body strength do have some. You could totally do it with your upper body strength and your climbing ability. Oh, yeah. She I climbs. bet you'd really surprise yourself. And pole vaulters are short. So. Oh. Oh, my are God. Are you calling Monica short? <laughs> no, no, sorry. Are you you're calling so me a tall. pole vaulter? Monica, you're so tall. Yes, you could. You could. Step. Now you're just being patronizing. <laughs> You'll never make me happy. I'm mad no matter what you say. Speaking of, I don't know how I'm going to. Turn you don't have this. to segue. You no, can no, just no, go segue, next segue. tweet. Uh, speaking of me being tall versus short, uh, go on. Go on. This next question is about how to stop comparing yourself to others. Oh, so was that okay? Was that, that was a, a great transition? One. Thanks, guys. How to Don't stop look par- at each other like that. <laughs> Why? We're, we're comparing each other to each other. <laughs> and we're Don't. like, how do we stop this? <laughs> no, uh, I think when you yeah, wait, grow up. Hardcore Haas is the one who asked. Oh, okay. said, how do you, com- or they, I'm sorry. How do you combat, I can never tell with the avies and stuff. Yeah. How, do you, how do you combat self-deprecation and comparing yourself to others, believing you're not good enough? Okay, now Ooh. get back. Now get back oh. to that momentum. Swing in. How do you stop? Well, the first step, is you acknowledge that you're doing this. And it's mm-hmm. just not mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're growing up, you just got to quit doing stuff <laughs> and really make an effort to do it. So it, it's so easy with social media and scrolling through your feed, seeing mm-hmm. how cute this girl is and how successful this person is, how tall this person is. It's very easy to compare yourself. And if you do compare yourself, then take away what you're comparing. Is it you wish you were more fit or you wish and is it a wish that can even be fulfilled? So it's just something that you have to like really stop doing. And with the self-deprecation thing, I think self-deprecation, deprecation is deprecation. (laughs) I think self-deprecation is good at a healthy level. I think if it's actually you spotlighting, putting a spotlight on an issue that you actually have, that's when it gets a little dangerous. Mm -hmm. So knowing the difference between just poking fun at yourself and actually hurting and bullying yourself. Yeah, and when you get into that space of beating yourself up, bullying yourself, this is a lot easier said than done, but um, Mm -hmm. I think if you kind of remove yourself from that situation and imagine that you are saying this to a good friend or um, I think some therapists go with the, like, yourself as a child thing Mm -hmm. um, and really think about if you would let someone treat your best friend this way, your sister, brother, whoever. percent that way yeah. yeah yeah i feel like growing up i had this kind of blind confidence i think it was just i was so oblivious of my flaws or oblivious of the things that i was doing was weird so i'm very i feel like i'm lucky in that way but also like being oblivious i think it's it's always good it's like yeah self-deprecation is good i think being aware of yourself and like when what you do or how you affect others is fine but yeah there's a healthy level of doing that and also if you're comparing, like, everyone is comparing themselves to everybody. Like, there are people comparing themselves to you. Like, they maybe mm-hmm. want features that you have, and then you have no idea. Literally, you will never have any idea, like, how everyone in the world feels about you. So there's no point in trying to be any certain way. And also, if you're constantly looking to compare yourself, you're always going to be kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the negative, you will find the negative. If you look for the positive, you will find the positive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, obviously, we're all work in progress. We're all working on something. 
something, but you know, you can still like yourself. And so how do you create yourself to be someone that you like? And if, if you're comparing yourself to someone, I think um, comparing, try to compare yourself to yourself in the past and oh, yeah. just make sure that you are being the best version of yourself. And that might help you feel a little bit better if you're yeah. like, oh, you know, I, I don't like that I do this one thing. Um, I'm going to work on that. And if you can look back and say, hey, I used to do that thing a year ago that I think was a bad behavior or whatever, and I've eradicated that, yeah. then you can you can uh, celebrate that. Yeah. With I, that being said, you can still have like body goals and like career oh, yeah. goals and like stuff like that to look forward to, like aspirational. I want to, yeah. you know, be like X, Y, and Z, but do it in a manageable and healthy way. Yeah, totally. We're not saying don't change. No, no point in changing because like there's all like I you have to evolve. I have mm-hmm. a huge anxiety of like I constantly like I'm just trying to like figure out how I like how I can be better. And it's like it can be really hard sometimes when that's just like a weight you have. But it is good to want to improve. And the fact that you're even asking the question, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very, it's very, it's, you should, why am I? You should do it. You should, yeah, just, it speaks, it speaks positively to yourself that you're even wondering that. I don't even know why I said it that way. Yeah, you're trying to better yourself. Yeah. That would kind of segue to this next one. That's a good one because this one is how to maintain friendships with people who have changed. Ooh. This one, this one's from at Artist Taman, and they said, yeah, I haven't felt comfortable with some of my friends lately, and mm. I feel like they're changing into someone different, mm. but I really don't want to stop talking to them or hanging out. How do I handle these changes? Hmm. I wonder what they mean. I mean, I've had a lot of friendships. Like, this is the thing. People, friendships, relationships, they all evolve. They all yeah. change for better or for worse or the same but that's just a part of life because everyone's on their own journey and you can't expect everyone to be going on their same on the same path Mm -hmm. for me I've always like had like two thoughts one is I don't have to be friends with everyone and everyone doesn't have to like me and so that's just like tough one yeah, yeah but that's like once you really think about that it's totally fine it's just like it's like yeah it's freeing because it's like for me i don't like mustard is it changing my life that i don't like mustard no is mustard fine without me yes (laughs) so that's how i feel about me it's like if you don't like me if you're not friends with me that's totally fine as long as there's like a mutual respect or if there isn't then i just Mm -hmm. don't ever talk to you and two i don't have to stay with friends maintain a relationship with someone just because i have in the past Mm -hmm. some relationships Relationships can be like seasons where where you had a really good time in the past and they're very fond memories, but then the relationship changes over time. Life gets in the way, jobs get in the way, other relationships get in the way. And so that's just a part of life that it's changing and ebbing and flowing. And if these people are changing in a way that you're not favorable, either you can address those changes with them and just say you're uncomfortable or maybe, you know, adjusting the friendship. Mm -hmm. You hang out with them a little less. You hang out with them in smaller doses and smaller group sizes. And it's not it's not anything to, you know, it's not a breakup. It's just friendships Mm -hmm. change. Yeah. And I think it's okay to just you know spend less time with them well first like evaluate whether you still like these people whether they are still bringing something good into your life or you just want to hang out with them because it's what you're used to Mm -hmm. I I felt this in a big way when I had a kid because there are people who are not comfortable hanging out with the kid or they just oh yeah you know we are in different places in our lives um, and it took us a little while to find what 
worked for us mm-hmm. in terms of setting aside time to hang out, not getting my feelings hurt that I wasn't being invited to stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it took a while to get to get there. And I think that's OK. That's yeah. totally OK. Yeah. Yeah. There's rough patches all the time. And I'm curious, like what they mean about changing, whether it's like taste and stuff mm-hmm. or like what they're into or like just literally their values as a person. But right. Or if it's like, oh, my friends now like to yeah. vandalize cars. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. not tight. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you do you want to surround yourself with people that are like positive mm-hmm. and, and bring a positive light to your life. Mm-hmm. I've had friends that were changing and it was to the point where they were very much affecting my life negatively like Mm -hmm. they were hurting my day-to-day I Mm -hmm. felt like my mental health was like slipping so sometimes you do have to cut people out of your life Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be in a negative way you don't have to be like you're done snip and if there are other people in your life that you enjoy spending time with more like that's okay and I think that's such a great I don't know if the word analogy but the mustard thing that's great. Like, mustard is fine without me. Yeah. I had a friend who, who, who had something similar to that where I was so I was so nervous and sad that, like, I can't go to this party. I feel bad that I can't go. And that friend was like, well, let, in a way that's selfish thinking to mm-hmm. think that everyone's going to be so affected by you're not attending this yep. thing. Because, yeah, it's, it's not like nobody cares. It's yeah, just, I mean, yeah, it's like it's knowing that, like, you know, you're an active part of life in general, but you're not the only part (laughs) yeah and 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 like i said like there are friendships with rough patches sometimes like people just get weird for a little bit but it's Mm -hmm. fine like Mm -hmm. you like Mm -hmm. you you and your friend monica you guys worked that out and like things are still like good you think yeah i mean we're still friends um we had to kind of get past the initial hurt of Mm -hmm. not talking as much and Mm -hmm. feeling like this person doesn't like me and rather realizing that it was the circumstance of just being at different places yeah and being okay with someone going from being a best friend to like a tier two friend that you know we're not (laughs) as close as we once were but we can still leave it in a place where we still have warm feelings towards each other instead of letting it get to the point where we're not addressing stuff and it's just blowing up yep i had i had a similar thing too because it's like four years ago i was single uh living in la by myself no pets just a roommate that Mm. i wasn't really friends with like that was my life so obviously i had a lot of time for uh, different friendships and going out mm-hmm. and all this stuff and uh, fast forward now my time is even more divided up and so you know friendships have had to be adjusted but that doesn't mean there's any less love there it just means that you know we're hanging out a little less and so I think with luckily with this friendship I'm able to be open and honest with her that I'm like you know, my my time's more divided up, but that doesn't mean there's any less love. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I don't want to yeah. I don't want to hang out with you. It just means that like life is intense, and that's the thing too is like invest your time into relationships that you really want to foster. Yeah. Like yes, it it. Uh, and I'm not saying you can't go to coffee with someone and just like you know be very casual, but the older you get, time goes by faster. Time gets divided up even more. Really. You don't have to hang out with people that you don't want to invest yeah. into. No. Just because mm-hmm. you guys had a past. And yeah, it sound that sounds super brutal, but like mustard will be fine. Mustard yes. will literally be fine. Mayo 
will thrive. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mayo's my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in high school I bounced around in friend circles a lot, but by the end, you it's it's like freshman year, you feel like you're friends with people just to have someone to sit with at lunch. Mm-hmm. And then by senior year, I had like one friend that yeah, I was just like... you could be a little like, more discerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're focusing on yourself. Dude, Let's switch it up a little bit. Right. We've been doing friends and like changing stuff, dude. Let's freaking change now what? it up. Let's go. This one is uh, related to what to do when you and your partner Enjoy different things. Uh oh, wow. so that's me for sure. This Partner. tweet, this tweet <laughs> is from. At, I sent that in because I want to know. <laughs> is this your your fake Twitter account? <laughs> yeah. So this one's from at Wizard Dallin. I love my girlfriend, but we're polar opposites in taste and personality. In parentheses, oh. she's outgoing, loves people. I'm introverted, don't like people. She likes the city. I like the countryside, etc., etc. Any advice on finding things to do together? Yeah. It's fun to bring someone else into your world, knowing that they are also going to bring you into theirs. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the 100%. great things about dating someone who is different from you because mm-hmm. you get to kind of live this second life through them. Yeah. And you get like kind of like, yeah, you get to like peek behind the curtain. So like how how opposite would you say you and your wife are? Uh, Totally. Really? Or when we met, at least. Yeah. Like I was definitely going out all the time. Um, I like to make friends with everyone. Um, You know, I'm just very social. And she was like, if she could just sit at home and read and not talk to anyone, she would be totally fine. Whereas I go insane. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get stir crazy after six hours at home. Yeah, me too. Um, too. Maybe I don't like myself. Oh God. Um, (laughs) We uh, don't have time for that, Monica. (laughs) No, 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 let's go there. I'm ready. Um, So it was nice to like, there would be nights where I would plan ahead, we're going out tonight, Um, she would be in because she would have enough time to prepare herself mentally Mm -hmm. but she knew she was doing this for me and then Mm -hmm. maybe we skip the next party and plan something at home so the introverted person feels like they're still doing something they enjoy like a a puzzle or whatever so I think that you know just keep trying different things and And honestly like I think the Christmas party was the first time like I had spent like a considerable more amount of time with your wife Mm -hmm. than before just like drive by and like Claudio and I had so much fun with her she was so funny and so she was like I would have have assumed that she was the outgoing one no I know she's she just dove right in yes she's super funny and she's like she's awesome to talk to she can get along with anyone she just doesn't want to <laughs> well I'm glad that our interactions was like something she didn't want to do <laughs> I really didn't want to talk to them but I did but I did this for you <laughs> I, I agree when I dated Claudio he was kind of an introvert too because he was you know he's like obviously a foreigner and, and new to the country new to the language so he also didn't speak the best English either and so he was he's an introverted guy he's, he's come a long way he's huh? come like a super long way yeah. yeah, he knows so many words. He knows all the words almost. He knows I do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just like read a dictionary and be yeah. like, yep, yeah, I know that one. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of has like a, he's, I say he's like um, an extroverted introvert and I'm like an introverted extrovert. I think if you're 
if you have a natural curiosity about your partner, which I hope you do, (laughs) (laughs) you want to find things that make them tick. So for Claudio, you know, he's like a huge film buff and I like movies casually, but, you know, he wants to go see this weird movie. I'll go with him and I am fascinated to see when they're when he lights up about stuff. Mm. And so it's kind of like that vice versa thing. And then finding things that you guys do have in common and really do those. Claudio and I love to eat. We love to try new restaurants. And so that's what we do. I think if you're dating a carbon copy of yourself... That might get boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that it's cool to do something that your partner likes, just purely seeing that light in their eyes and, and just being like, yeah, I'm enjoying this because you enjoy this. I personally prefer to be with someone that we're in the same industry or where we um, mm. are, are more similar and on the same wavelength in terms of like what we like to do, what we want to do with our lives. Just because I feel like I feel more understood in in that, just me personally. I gotta say, sometimes like, and I think that's so great to make it work, and and yeah, just try each other's interests and and find compromises. But also, like, if if sometimes I feel like people stay in a relationship for and and for reasons that they don't really need. Yes. So if if this person is like so not, if you guys are so not on the same wavelength at all and that's what you prefer like don't just stay mm-hmm. like she, and the first Honestly, few yeah. words of this tweet are I love my girlfriend but yeah <laughs> it's like I mean, no you're fine, right but. it's like it, I mean this is a super dumb minute like little thing but it is like I love getting my nails done mm-hmm. all my nails fell off so I'm not gonna show them right now <laughs> but I love getting my nails done and one time I was dating a guy and I had like pink glitter nails and he was like oh it looks like a little kid's hands and I was like <gasps> oh yeah and I was like this is I don't like that you don't like that I I like to do this. Yeah, and that's then, who you are. Yeah, and and on the other side, like Claudio doesn't care about nails, but he's like, those are so cute. I like those. I like that you're oh. doing. He's like, every time I get them done, he's like, send me a picture. What is it like? And it's like he obviously doesn't love them, but he, <laughs> he likes so that I cute. like them and I like get joy out of it. So yeah, that's so important. Yeah, because if somebody's shitting on the thing that you like, yeah. It, there's a difference between like that that thing is dumb versus that's not for me but I like to see you happy and if your partner's not giving you that that I like to see you happy thing, then what exactly. What are you doing together? If you yep. don't like to see the other person happy, then yeah. there's yeah. no point. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's both ways. It's sometimes a relationship's not worth it, but if it is worth it, check those things out that they like. This one's really sticking out to me. 27-year-old virgin. Ooh. Um, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that one called? 40? That's 40. 40. Okay. It's actually one of my... It's it's the movie that I've seen the most. Really? Yeah. Wow. I love that movie. God damn. I think I've only seen it once it's all the way through. It's so hilarious. And watching it over... Like, I hadn't watched it in, like, five years probably, and I just watched it recently. I'm like, damn! This is so funny and dumb! <laughs> <laughs> so this one is from at Dumb. Poo. Great. Don't poo. You who dumb poo. Literally, it's how my grandpa, my Korean grandpa, would say dump. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poo. Don't poo. Okay, so he said, or they say, I'm 27 and still a virgin. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me at first, but lately I noticed that when I bring it up to guys, I'm either fetishized or they're scared. They're scared off. At this point, I want to lose it for the sake of losing it, but Aww. I also don't want to lose it to some random. Advice yeah. would be nice. Ooh. Wow, that sucks. I'm sorry that you're being you're being looked at in that way and then also there's being scared off. That sucks. Yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I dated I dated a virgin for a while. Not oh. Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> Not Claudio. 
but I, I dated someone who was an older virgin, and um, it's funny because he didn't actually tell me for a long time. I figured it out on the second date. Oh. Um, oh, this story is so funny. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we went on our like first date and it was fine, but like it was a it was like an okay Cupid date. This was many many years ago, and he wasn't like super flirty, but he was very funny, and I had like a great time. So I was like, oh, because usually you know guys are very flirty on online dates, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's fine. Maybe he's nervous. Second date, he was like, hey, come over to my house. We'll go hang out with my friends or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll do that. I showed up at his house. <laughs> oh, God, please. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, come help me. I'm building a pyramid out of pennies. <laughs> oh, oh, my so God. Cool. So he had like a billion pennies at his house. And he was like stacking them like 10 at a time and making like a square a huge square like one by one of pennies like in a square then the next one he'd go like one less row so it just was like a pyramid and that's what we were doing and in that moment I was like he's a virgin oh, oh I know it he I, never I, told you he never I'd told fuck me. that guy yeah. <laughs> that sounds so Yo, right. let's play with let's do penny stuff it was so funny and I was like this is so com- just like such confirmation of my like just gut Wow. But um but him and I we kept dating and um honestly it's intimidating. And and you know, just being open about it's really important. Like why hasn't it happened or anything Mm -hmm. like that? And that's not a judgmental question, it's just like where are you? Yeah, it's a person to person. Like where are you at? Yeah, exactly. And some people aren't super sexual and some people just never had the opportunity. Some people have and they didn't feel comfortable. Like Mm -hmm. I think everyone's story is their own. I wouldn't fret about it. No. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I would I also wouldn't just get it done just to get it done unless you feel like the moment's right and that's, you know, just something thing you want to do yeah at the end of the day like it's a big deal but it's also not you know what I mean like it's like I feel like we put make this thing so precious and it's like if if you want to be someone who's sexually active obviously be very safe and 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 you know plan ahead but like it it, it's only as like as powerful as you make it yeah and I think that it's it's okay to not tell people I mean, I think that, you know, obviously we want to be open and honest and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to lead with that if you Mm -mm. feel like people are treating you differently because Mm -hmm. of it. If it's something that you talk about or that comes up and if they treat you differently because of it, Mm -hmm. then you can always walk away. And I know that's frustrating if you want to have sex Mm -hmm. and you see these kind of opportunities slipping Mm -hmm. away, but, but... It'll be right and it'll be fine. And honestly, the difference between being a 27-year-old virgin and being a 29-year-old virgin, not, not that, that much. much. So yeah. if it's something yeah. that takes a little bit of time, then I think that's let totally it take fine. Time. That's so true. And being open and honest about it. It's like, yeah. it's like you know, you date someone and you, you want to have that open communication with them. So it's like, you know, you can be on, you know, don't lead with it, like Monica said, because that doesn't define you. But if you're having a conversation, you can be like, hey, there's this thing about me. I'm a virgin, but I feel very comfortable that, you know, with you to tell you yeah. that. And it's like no pressure either way. Yeah. Like, I'm not asking for anything. I'm not not asking for anything. Also, I think... <laughs> It maybe it's okay to straight up lie, like not not super oh duper God, lie, yeah. but I've had tons of sex. <laughs> no, but just always. <laughs> yeah, you know the uh, sex way. Let's move on. The, the sexy way. Vampires <laughs> sex, um, uh, but it's okay. I think to just be like, I just like to take it slow. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. you know, maybe 
keep some things yeah. uh, under wraps a little bit. Yeah. It's very, and I think it's so person to person as yeah. to why there, the, it's some people are just like, yeah, they just didn't find the right person or every time it was going to, ha- like, there could be just bad luck or it's not, it's not a bad thing. Can we normalize not making someone else's virginity about ourselves? Yep. Like, if someone tells you a virgin, that is not about you. That yep. is their thing. It's not like, oh, I can't. It's not your body. Like, you're, you are your own person. You're on your own path. Like, let them let them figure that out and like yeah if you're I, I'd say you don't have to like tell everyone when you first meet them mm-hmm. hi I'm Corny I'm a this virgin like the bachelor because uh, <laughs> but if you're if you're considering like someone in that way then yeah. it, like if you feel like you want them to know like if you feel like safe telling the, that person and maybe it's a good sign if they're getting scared off or, or, if, or if you're seeing they're clearly fetishizing you then maybe Red they're not flags. the person to to lose it to I feel like it's it's a big deal until you lose it or and if you're then you're sexually active and have had sex with other people then it feels like you look back and you're like it's not that big of a deal how mm-hmm. I lost it mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know everything feels big in the moment yeah mm-hmm. and but, then you know it's a story yeah, yeah. But don't rush it just because you feel don't like you have it. to rush it. 27 verse 29, no. I love that. That's no. so, so true. And if you're not that type of, like, if you're not a super sexually flirty person and you are you want to be, then try it out. Try to mm-hmm. learn how to flirt a little yeah. bit. Try to be that and, and maybe create those circumstances if, if that's something you want. Yeah. Because I know some people are just, like, scared of flirting and scared of, like, sexual things. And maybe that's why it's happened. I'm not saying in this case, but, you know. Work on your flirt game. Yeah, take some yeah. of the mystique out of it. Oh yeah, like this. Oh, oh, that's working. Is it working oh, no, Monica? Yeah. Are you sweaty? Oh, yeah, I'm too into this. What Please about stop. this? <laughs> oh, I'm so into it. Everyone, stop. <laughs> Please stop it. I like it too much. All right, um, let's switch it up again, huh? What yeah. do you guys think? All right, this one's about being how to stop being a picky eater. Uh oh. What's the tweet say? This is a tweet say. This is from at Kepin MM. I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> That's what it says. Kepin MM? It's C A P N underscore E M E M. So Kepin MM. Is it a, like a backwards meme? meme oh, yeah. Captain uh, Meme. Captain Meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did that. Meme Lord. Wow. There she is. I'm a detective. There cool. She is. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess our tweet said, in a pickle? And so she was like, speaking of pickles, Love how pickles. can I stop being a picky eater? I won't even eat noodles or hamburgers. If my food is touching, I'm not eating it. I'm mm. 22. Oh, no. I'm too old for this. Emily. That's her name. Emily. 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 M-M. Your name. I don't know, think she, maybe she didn't realize it said oh, name no. backwards. Well, now she has that. M-M. 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 Uh, damn. Ooh, damn. You're missing out on so much. It's okay <laughs> if your food touches, dude. It's all going in the same place and then out the same place. Also, flavor profiles when things are mixed is fun. Oh, yeah. Um. So, there is this thing. <laughs> called ARFID, Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. Um, It's a real thing. I'm not super duper educated about it. I just know the acronym. Um, That's as far as my knowledge goes. Mm -hmm. But it's something that you can address in therapy if you are really worried about it. Because if it's something that... um, you know, if you're if you eat foods that are touching, or if you eat foods that are certain textures or whatever, and it makes you feel physically ill, Whoa. it's like this 
psychological yeah. thing um, that would be worth looking into if you find that your quality of life is suffering because you're not able to enjoy things that other people enjoy. But what this, if you're like a Noah? You're like a Noah who yeah. just loves buttered noodles and water. Dude, dude like, I think moving to L.A. and working in L.A., I changed my palate completely. I, well, your taste buds do change. True. Like, they do yes. change and, like... You know, I may never get to a day where I like mustard. That's totally fine. But mustard will be, mustard will be but fine. But like I was talking about black coffee. Like I used to never drink black coffee, but a couple of years ago when I did a pageant, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a joke, but um, I had to like drink coffee straight up black, and I liked putting sugar and cream. But week one it was horrible. Week two a little less horrible. Week week three. A little less horrible. And then by week four, I love black coffee. Whoa. And, and ever since then, I've, like, my taste buds have changed. And so I like black coffee. I like things that are a little less sweet, less mm-hmm. salty. Like, your taste buds can change. You can get used to it. Just like um, Monica said earlier, beer. Like, the first time I drank beer, it was, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. Now Whoa. it's, like, my favorite yeah. thing in the world. I'm still not there. I still can't get down with beer. We'll um, bully you into it. You want to bully I can, me? I can give yeah. you some me. ciderish beers that you yeah. probably would really love. If I, yeah, I, I probably could transition like deeper into the beer community. Yeah, because I started with like fruit beers, and I was like, oh, they're fruity mm. and fun and sweet. That'd and then good. you can your your palate changes. So oh, I full on went yeah. for it and started with just like the worst trash piss beer. <laughs> Because that's what was available. It's like the opposite of quitting cold turkey. It's just jumping right into the thick of it. Growing up, though, like, I legit, my, especially after my parents were divorced, I was fed very much a lot of just, like, boring, bland, fast food, Costco microwave dinners, nothing, I never, spicy was very new to me. Yeah, Uh, I I know a lot of people like that. yeah, Yeah, it wasn't until, like, I started living in L.A. and then I had a boyfriend that just loved spicy food, like, just straight up putting habanero in burgers spicy Mm. Um, but a lot of it is I mean like a lot of it is like fear of tasting something that's not good like Mm -hmm. I I used to have that issue a lot where I would only want to order specific things at restaurants Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to risk having a a subpar meal Mm -hmm. but it's like even Shane's one of his New Year's resolutions is to try something new every time he goes to a restaurant yeah I like that yeah I, I think I've gotten I feel like I specifically have gotten a little less picky and I'm trying to try new things as well because especially when you're eating at restaurants or, or things like that like they're or even a just have a bite a of your friend's food like yeah. just to, if you don't want to commit to a full dish but it was yeah. like same for me like I grew up in a like Asian American household but mostly eating Asian food all the time and we didn't have a lot of cheese in our I used to never have a burger well, with cheese I used to and that's probably why I'm lactose intolerant now oh yeah <laughs> but we didn't have a lot of cheese now I get down on a cheese plate hell yeah like <laughs> yes. I love cheeseburgers even though you know I'm lactose intolerant like I think your taste can evolve if you just Give yourself a little chance here and there if you're not, like, legitimately suffering. Right. From, like, and, yeah. if, and if you're not, like, uh, you know, if it is just, like, oh, I'm a little picky, I'm a little, like, turned off by this, um, you know, I think, one, try something new, like, incorporate new things into the every single routine, day yeah. so that new things aren't like it's not like oh this one time this month mm-hmm. I tried something new and it was gross and I never did it again mm-hmm. yeah don't be afraid to to do things that you don't like every single day because honestly it's one bite of food um, yeah y- and find the fa- flavor profiles you like 
yeah. and the texture you like because mm-hmm. just like mustard, you know, you don't have to like it all. So yeah. it's like if you like only chicken nuggets, maybe try like fried chicken and then waffles, chicken mm-hmm. and waffles. Like, oh, yeah. Like find the flavor profiles that like get you excited and really like mm-hmm. be curious about it and see what you like about it. See what you don't like about it, because if it's manageable and you just don't like certain types of food, that's totally fine. But if you're at a restaurant and you can only have like buttered bread that's like something that needs to be acknowledged. I, I will be say healthy. though that having things for me if it's something that's completely new I'm more likely to be into it versus something that's adjacent to something that I okay. already like because if because then I'm just missing the thing that I yeah, want it to be true versus being like this is a whole new flavor texture mm-hmm. experience it can be its own thing yeah. yeah and it's not like oh here's a shitty version of a thing i like well i i i will say like oysters is like kind of the perfect example because i never liked oysters and claudio loves oysters and so he used to take me and i used to just think it's so gross and slimy and stuff but then they have the what is it the mignon yet the vinegar like yeah, the different like what is it called? Mignonette. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I only had vinegar- oysters but once, and it was with you guys. So, <laughs> but it's like a vinegary um, and thing, and then it has like chopped up little onions in it or mm-hmm. shallots in it, and it's kind of like kimchi esque or like pickled mm. onions, which I really like. Mm-hmm. So that was like a great way for me to like make the oyster something that I've I now enjoy to eat. Yeah. Because I have, I knew I like that flavor, and it's so true. Like at the end of the day, it's like if there's anything that you can have experience or experiment with that is has like little to no consequences is food. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and also like seeing what your friends eat, or like mm-hmm. if you're at a restaurant, like what is the waiter like? Because it's yeah. it's odds are it's freaking good. Like I, the first time I had ramen, so Hinky took me to Jinya, and like that was my first time having ramen that wasn't top ramen yeah, like yeah. microwave mm-hmm. shit. So like. Changed my world, changed my life, dude. So or, or a friend showed me sushi, and you're yeah. just like, yep. you, I, and you end up liking it just because they said it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I have something else. I, I feel like I have this thing where I, I Michael Scott, where I, I get on a train of thought, and I had an idea in the beginning of the sentence, and then I just forgot it. I think that's behind. everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're all Michael Scott. Sick. All right. <laughs> Next, <laughs> how do you guys feel about giving this advice? You feel good? You feel confident in your answers? I think I'm a I'm a pretty good advice giver. Maybe not in my own to myself, but I feel yeah, like we're all. I'm good at. I think I'm good at giving advice just because I'm also very humble that I don't know everything. Mm. I'm just f- freaking going shooting at my hips. Is that what hip old, shots? Old people say. Oh uh-huh, yeah, that's Shit. they say that, still say that. Spitting at my hips. Yeah, spitting on your hips. I'm spitting <gasps> off of my hips. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yep. Kevin. <laughs> How do you feel? about giving advice. I feel all right. I feel like all my life I I learn by observing other people and other people's mistakes. Ooh. So oh. I feel like it's also yeah, Kevin's nodding his head ferociously right now. So like I feel like giving advice to others, yeah, it's much easier than than looking inward. Monica? Yeah, I just uh it's it's just judging in a different way and I love judging people. So. <laughs> yeah, next next time we do this, yeah. I want more tea related like drama questions. Like I'd love to learn what your guys' drama is in your lives and if you need advice. Yeah, tell like, me all the weird things bed. about your life so I can yeah. Yeah. shit tell all us, over it. Publicly tweet all your personal friends' details like that. Bethany be great. spilled 
milk on me and I bitched you it on purpose. <laughs> can you tell me how I can? Oh bitch, yeah, this advice. How, is... What's the best advice to bitch slap her? <laughs> Elizabeth made my feet, my food touch, and I'm pissed. This advice is questions are only from uh, really bitchy first graders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who want to just fight? Then can he spilled milk on me? All right, what what do you guys want to answer next? We got we got how to de stress. We got oh you said jobs right? Yeah, we got jobs. So yeah, you guys let's do, do jobs. jobs. Okay, you jobs. Do how to stay motivated while job hunting? Ooh, all right, I love that one. I was a I was a hustler when it came to hunting for jobs. Back Dude, in the day. me oh, yeah. too. Because yeah. I, I moved to LA for a job and then four months later got laid off. Ooh. Yeah. So then I was sucks. unemployed for a while. <sighs> How do you stay motivated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the, the at Chrissy Furtado one asks, how do you not get discouraged after failed attempts at landing a job also how does one get a job at Smosh let's just do the first part first the first part well stay encouraged because yeah. it just takes one that's the thing it just takes one gig and then hopefully you impress the people there it could maybe lead to the next gig and you could build up build up mm-hmm. or it just takes one gig to learn enough to be like I don't want to do this like it just takes that one person that one hiring person to see the potential in you yeah. and so that's the thing that sucks though is like you can send out a billion resumes and a billion cover letters oh, and all <laughs> these things and and not hear anything back it's very very di- discouraging but that being said uh, the biggest piece of advice um, is make your resume one page mm-hmm. make your resume easy to read mm-hmm. visually nice to look at and make it like I I can look at it and just understand what you're about but without going into too many details mm-hmm. no long paragraphs no no lies do not lie yeah. and especially if you're just starting out do not lie because people don't like liars. No. They like someone who's honest. And it's like, hey, I'm looking to enter the work, blah, blah, blah yeah. this industry. And I'm really eager and I'm willing to learn and I'm flexible. And that's all people want to hear when you don't have experience. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think one thing I learned, and it, this was in like like starting out jobs, like working at a pharmacy or I worked at like a daycare for a while. When you apply, and sometimes it's just a not job application, no resumes, but resume, hell yeah, those are great. Call. Like after you submit it, then call if you haven't heard anything. Call and be like, hey, just want to check in because like I've heard that's really good to show that assertiveness and that mm-hmm. you're like willing to. Because some people are afraid of calls and like sometimes mm-hmm. when you're able to do that, it speaks a lot to your ability. Um, yeah, I think call or email. I think it depends on the thing. Yeah, some job postings are like do not call, and you right. know like you know the in two, yeah. 2020 it's like a phone call. Yeah, but I think like play it by ear in each one. But if it's like yeah, if it's like a Target or Kmart or you know yeah. Walmart or something like that, like easily call and yeah. see what's up see where they are in the hiring process yeah. and, and also you know maybe lower your expectations because getting a, finding a job is really hard really so hard. if you're kind of putting your heart into all of this um into if you're imagining what every job is going to be like and you're already kind of living it then you are going to be hurt and discouraged but cast a wider net mm-hmm. you know talk maybe to be... people around you mm-hmm. and see what if they know anyone because it's like most of my jobs I've got because I knew someone not yeah. because I was best friends with someone it's because I asked about it yeah. I was yes. like hey what have you seen do you know anyone at this place do you know anyone here do you know about this and I like they're s- like oh I have a friend of a cousin that mm-hmm. and let me see what I can do mm-hmm. yeah I harassed friends with my sketch packet and that's <laughs> honestly how I got no, here because I just like was like, hey, would you be willing to 
look at my sketch packet and then pass it along if anyone's ever looking for someone. And so, you know, really just put all the numbers out there. And I'm, I don't think about all the packets I sent out to people who did nothing with it because mm-hmm. I can't focus on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can focus on eventually I got the job. And also, uh, if you're trying to light a fire under your ass, run out of money. <laughs> it definitely Amen. makes you find a job real fast. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always the type of personality that, yeah, if I run out of money, <laughs> I'm going to be like doing a side hustle that's maybe mm-hmm. not my career, but, you know, it's helping me eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think that's just my personality type. I'm willing to like buckle down and, and get it done. But yeah, especially is, if you can, know that it's temporary. Exactly, exactly. And it can easily get discouraging job hunting. Yeah. And also the amount of jobs that are just like hiring full time right now is like so rare. So yeah. it's really like how can you best situate yourself to have the best arsenal of things to fire off when you need to Mm -hmm. make sure that resume is solid make sure you know like how to talk to people work on your interview skills like all those things so just when the opportunity does come you'll be ready to go and you might not recognize it as the right opportunity if at that time Mm -hmm. like you may go to an interview for a job you don't really want and they want to hire you but there's really it can't hurt you to take the job, mm-hmm. see how it is, yeah. and then decide from there. Exactly. But collect the paycheck in the meantime. And I did tweet this a while ago. Like, if you show up at a new job and the first week you're, like, overwhelmed, tired, crying, like, you feel out out of it, that is normal. Mm-hmm. Do not quit your job after a week. And I'd say give it a month at least. Yeah. If not three, three months. months. yeah. Because there's so much going on up in the air and you're going to be overwhelmed. And it's just really like the people that push through that and really, really like have a goal in mind of like, I want to really see what this is about and can I manage it in my life? Like those are the people that are really going to gear up for mm-hmm. success. I think also like I can't help but believe like we have a path that's happening and like we are meant to be wherever we're at. So, like, if you're being rejected and stuff, like, it's just not meant to be. I think staying positive and looking forward to when you do get that new job, like, there's going to be so many new people in your life that you're going to be seeing all the time. Like, look forward to wherever you go. Like, don't don't dwell on the the failed attempts because, like, there's no point. There's no point. And ask the people around you maybe who have a little more experience for advice. And don't be afraid to ask those questions. I've done – I've – Many of our friends, I've been like, send me your resume and given makeovers to, and they then they go out and get a job. Yeah, you've <laughs> yeah you've helped a lot of people with that. Yeah, because I, like, I believe in sharing the love. Like, why why do these people? You know, why do my friends and and people that I care about, or even I don't even have to care about them. I just want to help because it's like I had to go through so many things. I had to make the mistakes. Why should they go through the mistakes? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I can help them. I can Plus, give them the know, cheat codes. You yeah. never know when someone then is going to be in a position to be able to help you yeah um, yeah which is uh, yeah. maybe that's a bad way to look at no, things but, that's but like, <laughs> it's nice speaking of cheat codes every job interview i've ever had they always want to ask you what your three weaknesses are always have those planned ahead of time do not say you care too much god damn that, that makes you seem really ingenuine can i i think i'm just going to give away the ones i've just given be, just be honest be yeah, honest just mine, be honest mine were always um I am not great with names sometimes. I lose track of time, which sometimes can be seen as a good thing because I'll just like keep working Mm. or that might be seen as I'm being late, but I'll let them take that as they will. And then I had one third one that was really good. But yeah, always have those prepared and yeah, practicing interviewing. I think being um, humble. Yeah, yeah, I say I'm, I'm too pretty. 
I'm mm. too smart. Mm. I'm too humble. And too horny. Ooh. Yeah, I do a fourth <laughs> one. I'm too horny for this world. <laughs> That's the fourth. I'm too horny for too this horny. world. Too horny. And number number five, I give too many examples. Um, also, I don't know how to count. Oh yeah, I had a story. And I, number nine. I once tried to help a friend with a resume once, uh, and she was she was at my house. This was years ago. She's at my house, and this is the friend I cut out of my life. Oh. Was, she was at my house, and I was about to go work for a few hours, and I was, she was trying to figure out her resume. She needed a job. She like was already living in L.A. and was trying to figure it out, didn't have a job. And so I showed her my resume and then showed her a template to like type her own in. And then a couple hours later, I came back from work, and she was like still there working, and I saw that she was just copying mine, completely copy-pasting my resume, and that was really sad. So don't do that. Don't just copy what you see. Make it your own. Make it easy to read. Make yeah. it one page. One, one page. page. One page. I don't care if you had 100 jobs. One page. <laughs> yeah. And also don't advertise that you've had 100 jobs. That means that <laughs> yeah. you've left 100 jobs. Yeah. yeah. Just put what's, uh, what's put appropriate to it. Yeah. And if you don't have anything appropriate to it, put what you have and then be honest about yeah. it. Okay. This one is also a job. Do you want to do this one? Okay. Sure. Uh, how to survive a job you hate but need till you find a new one. So, well, we kind of just talked about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes you just got to hustle. Yeah. If you got an end game, you just buckle down and, and do and it. And do things that you like outside of work yep. that make you yeah. happy and feel fulfilled. If you have, if there are people you like at work, foster those friendships. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you got to tell yourself when you have to do something you don't want to do, that's what the money's for. Yes. It sucks, exactly. but that's what the money's for. At the for. end of the day, a job is a job and you're not always going to do the things you like. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think like, unfortunately is getting lost in all this like treat yourself love yourself da 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 mm-hmm. it's like yeah we're gonna treat ourselves and love ourselves but also sometimes we just gotta fucking work and challenge ourselves and we gotta challenge ourselves but do have uh, have have a light at the end of the tunnel something yeah. that yeah. you're working towards of like this is the job I yeah. really wish I had yep. and how do I get, get there, there. Exactly. Make that happen for myself. Yeah. I will say, like, and it's speaking to surrounding yourself with people at work that you like and spending a lot of time with them. Like, I learned at previous jobs being with people that I disliked very much, but learning to coexist with people that you dislike. That was some like something very valuable. Mm-hmm. Like a tool that I learned was just how to co- coexist with people that you just don't agree with and don't mm-hmm. vibe with. Like mm-hmm. it's a very important tool because there will be shitty people everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't ruin who you are. Yeah, find the silver linings also in that job if, if there yeah. are any. Like for me, when I used to waitress on top of working a production job, is I really like to like talk to random people mm. I was like and tell them about beers. <laughs> like I, that was my silver lining was like what other job do you like walk up to strangers and you're like just starting a conversation. Or if so. there are like sodas in the break room, take two every day, bring them home. <laughs> look forward to that. This one I personally really look forward to answering. Are, do you, are you both in therapy? Are we all in therapy? Are you? I am not in therapy. I okay. got dumped so we... by my therapist. <gasps> what? <laughs> Can we talk about <laughs> that? Can you tell say? the story? Can you tell the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please? yeah. Oh my um, god. So uh, I started going to therapy. Um, I <laughs> like this was, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. I had been having really bad anxiety. One of the things that we were talking about was how I overthink everything, and I like just overanalyze stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I assume relatable. that yeah, very right, relatable. I assume that people think the worst of me when. I mean, I'm sure the reality is that they don't think of they me at all, yeah. which would be tight. Um, no, 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 which I'm good with that. Which would be tight. Um, <laughs> I'm good with that. Mustard is fine. This was maybe my third session, and um, we started the session off with 
talking about this thing I do and how hard uh, on myself I am and how that's not reality and stuff. And 20 minutes into the session, she's like, oh, uh, by the way, um, I am going to be taking a break from doing therapy. Um, I can set you up with another therapist in this office. And it, and it felt like it came in the middle of the sentence to me. So wow, I was like, oh, no. Consider this right now. She's and like, then, this is the moment I've been. It's in the movie <laughs> where she's like, I need to quit being yeah. a therapist. Ah, <laughs> wait, okay. So. Um, so then and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of out of the way for me. So I don't really want to see another therapist in the office. You're just taking a break. Are you going to? get back into it and then she was really dodgy with me about it she was like oh yeah in a few months uh you, you could just look me up uh i'll be uh, working somewhere in burbank like it was really weird about Whoa. it oh um, no <laughs> so this is a therapy nightmare so maybe this isn't helpful but we ended the session early um it was supposed to be an hour session we ended it after uh 35 minutes oh my god <laughs> no did you have to pay for the full session uh, my insurance i paid the copay my insurance um <sighs> So I left and I was just so dumbfounded because I'm like, that's weird. That's, and I thankfully had the presence of mind to think it's funny that I'm talking about how I think people secretly hate me. Ah! And then like my therapist is just like, I don't do therapy anymore. Bye. The don't, fuck? Like, don't call me. <laughs> you um, made her quit. <laughs> the fuck? Or, yeah, she essentially like she in a like, nice way ghosted me. That being said, I'm going to get back into it. It's scary at first to, yeah. to be like, I'm going to talk to this person, a new person about this stuff. And, and yeah, starting you know, over must be. I would, yeah, yeah, I went to therapy yeah. when I was in my teens, okay. and it was very beneficial for me. Why were you a bad girl? Bad girl. No, I, well, I had some things I had to work through. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Being bad, you know. Um, <laughs> well, the question is from at Smosh Tour. Wow, they got that at. Whoa, you guys Whoa. are going to be on at tour Smosh when tour. this is live. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, we still have tickets left for San Diego and Phoenix, which is happening you know, that's the yeah. Point. How's the tour going so far? It's going so <laughs> great. You know, one day we'll be like the Tiny Meat Gang and be able to record these while on tour. <laughs> yeah, we still have tickets in San Diego and Phoenix. If you want to come, please, it's going to be really fun. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at Smosh Tour, <laughs> you 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 secured that at. Uh, what are you guys? What are your guys' experiences going to therapy? I've considered trying it out, but don't know much about it. So I will just say to that, like sometimes it's also like finding the right therapist, and sometimes yeah. like you you think you've like yeah this therapist is doing their job but like sometimes they're they'll fucking ghost you and like, clearly <laughs> they weren't there for you fully they're humans so, too yeah it's, it's like but, dating you gotta find your right person you yeah. gotta find your right therapist but i think if you're genuinely needing that in your life like do it i like, think everybody it needs it yeah i think if you if you are especially if your insurance covers therapy do it even if you don't think you need oh, yeah. it it's great to have someone to talk at. Yeah, and if you have health insurance, and if, I think this is mostly an American thing, if you use psychologytoday.com, yep. you can find a therapist under your under your insurance. I found my therapist through that. She ended up not being under, under my insurance, but her bios, because like you see, you see their profile, what they specialize in, and I'm sure there's other websites that are equivalent to this in other places, but her bios just spoke to me in a way that I understood compared to the other ones. Mm. And uh, we talked on the phone and like we were laughing on the phone. I was like, this is cool. We're clicking. And and she's the best. Like I I would invite her to my wedding if it wasn't weird, you know? Yeah. Because I wouldn't want people. <laughs> I don't oh, know. What's no, your wedding, she... Courtney? Uh, tomorrow. Yay. Yay. I didn't get an invite. I'm marrying myself. Um, no, I don't know. But like she's that level. Um, I think I, I think I got very lucky 
though because I feel like uh, I've heard people will, will have gone to therapy for a while and they will I don't I feel like they're not always utilizing their therapist in the best way well th- I mean it's a two-way street yeah so it's like the therapy it's can't hurt ways, you yeah. or can't help you <laughs> if, if you're not if you're not being open if you're just mm-hmm. like totally. yeah I'm like you know the sky's blue and I had a burger today like you're just not gonna <laughs> right. be able to unpack anything or if you're like, not willing to put in the work because I think that um yeah. acknowledging that you there's something that you need to change is the easy part. Yep. Even though that's obviously that's a huge thing of being like, oh, I do this thing. I've identified it. But then working through it and Putting changing that, that, that's work. that's yep. work. And it's not fun and it's not easy. And it's very, very hard. Yeah. But yeah. then you get to be a better person. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I have this knack of wanting to face my issues or face issues head on. So I think I got lucky in the sense that I went into therapy and I was just like, I'm afraid that I'm crazy. Like I And I just listed out all my fears just I literally the can of worms was open and poured out on the table because I was just like this is their job like they need to handle this and if they can't handle this then I'll go to the next one and I think I've said this before but it's like this is literally someone that you're paying to tell them whatever you want whatever you feel about a person or what you like it is your diary out in the world and like they are that person to tell you like like if you're like am I crazy or is this normal because one of the things I've learned so much is like Hey, that's normal that you're feeling that. Mm-hmm. No, you're not crazy for thinking this thing and or validating your feelings mm-hmm. because there are some some like sometimes you just have friends or, or relationships where they don't fully understand your day or what you're going through, yes. but you will and especially if you find the right therapist and you go to them for a while, then they are that person who fully understands exactly. you and it's mm-hmm. best to get them before any crazy shit happens. Well, and, yeah, and it's like it's the same thing of like what you said earlier about bullying yourself and talking to like yourself as a kid. Like those are the things that if you were to say those things to your friends, it would honestly like hurt the relationship. Yeah. It would hurt mm-hmm. your like, friends. Because oh it's like for me, it's like I don't want my friend talking about herself like that. Yes. Yeah. But those are the things you unpack in therapy. Yes. And, and that that doesn't affect your actual relationships. In and real it's a life. person that you like that is their job. That's what they're there for. So you're not that friend who's just like rolling up to everyone with their weird emotional yep. baggage yeah. and yep. dumping yep. your stuff yeah. on your friends. Because yep. obviously, you know, your your friends want to be there for you and stuff, but don't if you're Be the only person a, who's just yeah, ground, don't make yeah. don't make other people responsible for those things. Yep. Like, and Amen. and a therapist will be that person who's like. If I'm like, oh, I just feel like I'm so stupid. And she's like, whoa, 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 well, stop. Don't call yourself that. And she'll catch you in that moment right mm-hmm. then. Because if you're if like, take off that filter when you're with a therapist. Yeah, like, I agree. Because you don't want to, you don't. If you go to a therapist, don't try and say things in the nicest way or or the best way possible because that is not like just say it how you want to say it because like that helps them. It's literally like yeah. helps them understand you and fix the problems. Mm-hmm. Like I've been going to mine for over a year now, and like just last week, I realized that there was something that I hadn't addressed and I I needed to talk about like all the time. Even when I don't think I'm gonna I have anything to talk about, I'll I'll come out and be like cr- I had been crying and I'm or I'm like fully healed about something. And it's just I'm so lucky that they were. There there and yeah. ready to understand me yeah so. that's awesome yeah and when I went to therapy when I was it was it was monumental it was really like it was actually life-saving for me so yeah. Hell yeah. I think it's like if you're willing to sit down and like looking at yourself is the hardest thing to do and really addressing what is wrong with me and not hating yourself over it and realizing you're human is very very hard but 
it's super necessary if you want to be healthy, Mm -hmm. like mentally and with your relationships. Because as soon as you work on yourself, everything else will like click into place a little better. And I I had a lot of friends growing up that genuinely needed therapy and they just completely would shut the idea down because they think only crazy people go to therapy. I feel like that's kind of old news and old stuff now, but yeah, it is a preemptive band-aid, I feel like, when there's nothing wrong and then it is the band-aid on whatever Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. need help on. Mm -hmm. Well, we have, we have, uh, how to de-stress. Um, I like the de-stress one because it's like we'll end it on a nice note. Yeah. Ooh. So this will help you de-stress for the rest of your day for those of you who are starting your day with this pod. Uh-huh. And this or, pod is making you really stressful. Yeah, we're stressed, stressed the out. hell out. Or it's the end of the day and it's time to de-stress from the day. Yes. Here mm-hmm. we are. Let's do it. So the tweet is from... At Blue Bella Bunny. That's Hey, cute. F- yeah, it's cute. <laughs> hey, freshman in college here. Just wondering, is there a good way to lower stress levels? Because second semester is kicking my butt. Any tips or tricks would be awesome. Love you guys. Love you. How do you de-stress, Courtney? Yeah. It's on and off with my abilities to, to de-stress, but <laughs> um, therapy is a great help in at least understanding why things stress me out, because sometimes sometimes I'm just stressed out about things to be stressed out about things. Mapping out what you're stressed about, something I've learned is you put take out a notebook, write out what's stressing you out, and sometimes those things aren't really worth stressing over and you just got to let oh, go. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then, or if there's things, if there's a clearly a stress there, how do you plan on addressing it or how, how would you feel better if that thing would disappear? How can you make that thing disappear? Because sometimes when you're stressed out, your brain kind of just becomes spaghetti mm-hmm. and like you got to write it you wanna, out. You know, you want to write it out, comb out that pasta and just figure out what's really the issue. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know. I what like that com- visual. Yeah. I want to comb pasta now. Yeah turn that mess into into an organized mess and then you know get rid of the unimportant stuff because like i will find myself stressing over things that there's no point and the answer to those stresses is like this has been my mantra for a long time is detach from outcome at the end of the day you can't always control what's happening but you can not control how you react exactly yep and and you can find a lesson in the negative things and be thankful for the positive things and then like Breathing, just stop and breathe. Like when you're stressed and you're feeling overwhelmed, just go outside, just breathe. If you don't have a notebook on you, because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't always have that when we're like in the middle of something. But and then just sometimes just like looking at the faces of the people you care about. Aww, I just feel like, I uh, like I just it's weird that you mostly that. looked at Sarah when you said that. You just kind of look past just swift past you. Yeah. Yeah. I care about you, Monica. I care about you. Your insecurities are coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm comparing you two. Who's uh, better? Don't answer that. <laughs> no, you're both amazing in your own ways. Just those mm. people are there for I a like reason. That a lot. And That's great. They're always there for you. Even even when you feel like, I don't feel like unloading my stresses on this person. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. they're, they're this positive energy in your life that is just there for a reason. And they'll, they'll help you even just by existing. Yes. So, so, yeah. What about you guys? That. For me... Yeah, I, for me, Claudio helps me a lot. He always, like, when I'm, like, losing my mind, um, sometimes he'll... Well, he calms me down most of the time, yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'm just not consolable. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so so he's there. Obviously, the cats, a thousand percent the oh, cats. Yeah. And, like, 
I used to, like, laugh at my mom because she would always, like, growing up, she would just go to the dogs and be, like, and I'm, like, dude, if we didn't have the dogs, mom would, like, be murdering us. <laughs> and it's, like, now I understand because yep. I come home and they're just, like, following me and meowing me and they don't talk and you just, like, it, they're just so wonderful. <laughs> so definitely the pets, like, help me out a million percent. Like, they really are just, like, support and just make my house feel like a home and it's just, like, wonderful. And then um, for me, it's, like, it's, like, the small rewards that help me get through it so for me i like getting massages done oh yeah mm-hmm. or going to the korean spa or, or the even gym. just mm-hmm. yeah me, i mean i have me. to force myself to yeah. go to the gym because my body feels so much better when i go to the gym mm-hmm. so i'm working on that this year that's the one thing i'm i'm trying to work on loving my body a little more and being less frustrated with it and treating it better mm. so that's like 2020 goal for me though those are the things um maybe like a little you know treat like a meal like a mm-hmm. little pad thai that's like mm-hmm. naughty yes um but not going overboard so it, it's like all a balancing act with that but yeah just the little tiny rewards something yeah. to look forward to is always really mm-hmm. target for me. target always makes me feel better <laughs> even just walking around even if i don't really like buy much oh my god like, target stresses me out so much really yes oh god God. And, I don't know. and also makeup actually as dumb oh, as yeah. that sounds it's like really fun because it's a hobby of mine that oh, I get like to form, do every like, day it's a form of meditation it's, too yeah. it's anything that you can do where um, you are shutting off the part of your brain that's like these are the things I have to do and then you're doing something that requires all your focus mm-hmm. but it's something you enjoy mm-hmm. so for me it's going to the gym specifically climbing because that's all I'm thinking about in that moment Mm. Um, cooking is a great one because it uses my hands it uses my mind like everything is in use so the worrying part of my brain is just shut off yeah Um, so it's I think it's important to do things with your hands Mm -hmm. Um, so I agree yeah for me it's it's like painting I get to paint I get to wake up every morning and paint and so I that's what I do when I like put on my makeup Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's just like this nice Thing. I'm trying to get into more hobbies and I want to yeah. read more books, but, um, you know, it's hard and I want to get into, back into sewing. I used to like sew and knit and do all those things. Oh. So mm-hmm. I want to get back into them. And uh, even if it's something as simple as, uh, as simple as like building a Lego thing or yeah. whatever, oh, yeah. just something that, requi- something that uses quiet your, your mind hands. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I like that. Uh, well, fuck. I had something. Oh, no, that was a separate, separate thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my brain doing a thing. She de-stressed um, That was so me. Much. I thought I had one last thing on how to de-stress. What's uh, your guys' like, um, favorite smells? I was just asked this on oh, Grace Helmick's yeah. podcast, but what's your favorite like de-stressing smell? Um, I love vanilla relaxes me. I think it's because my stepmom when I was younger, she was like the, this amazing energy. So now I this the smell of vanilla is just completely oh. relaxing to me. Cin- apple, cinnamon, apple. Oh, very Ooh. fall. You're yeah. very fall. Yeah, very autumnal. Yeah. yeah, and then there's and then there's some like Urban Outfitters candles that really do the trick for me, like teakwood and tobacco. Mm. Tobacco? Teakwood and tobacco. It doesn't smell like tobacco, oh. but it's a it's a lovely calming smell. Mm. Oh. What about you guys? Uh, for me, it depends. Um, so I like, uh, as a smell, I like sandalwood and I like jasmine a lot. But uh, something that always feels a little calming is uh, the smell of onions and garlic cooking. Because oh, yeah. it's just like, you food know, growing sure. up. Yeah, food is such a comfort thing. My mom always cooked. I cook. Yeah. Um, so that anchors me and makes me feel like I'm home. Um, yeah. So that's a very... Just that's the smell, smell of white rice, to be honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it calms me when I'm sick or something. I love just having, like, 
rice and kimchi and that just like calms me because of the smell and the taste and everything Mm -hmm. i really like um like minty i like eucalyptus oh yeah like um spearmint and i like citrus but they're all toxic to cats Mm. so be aware if you're into essential oils that there are lots that are toxic to cats and dogs so be careful with those and i also well this is like a weird thing and it's totally side but i love the smell of like laundry exhaust Uh, mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know when you're like drawing yeah you know when you're like drying something in the dryer and then it was like had a pipe going out and Mm -hmm. it was like that exhaust so when i was younger i used to like stand under them and like (laughs) 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 like i loved how that smelled probably not okay oh dude i love the smell of gas burning like a two-stroke engine yeah or like like the gas station car yeah I oh yeah! Don't dude. know why I love or like that. campfire wood when you smell like campfire yeah. for a little mm. bit. That's nice too. The smell of asphalt and when it starts raining. Yeah, that's a great smell. Love that. I hate that one. Isn't there like a term for that smell? Really? Good There's thing. a yeah. Japanese word for it, but I don't know what the it actual smells like. Japanese. Dirt to me. I don't know what it is. I think it just, it's a childhood smell of like being on the blacktop and like, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the gas station or like the smell of boat fuel. Like it was just pretty much straight oh. gasoline, but like childhood <laughs> thing of, yeah. of, of mm-hmm. the days. I think that Petrichor is the name of the asphalt smell. Petrichor. Wow. Mm. Petrichor. I think that was a word. That's yep, a, that was a spelling bee word. Yes, oh. yes. Yep, that that's was. why I was like, I, why? I was like, like yeah, that sounds really familiar. Oh, the smell. Smell is like the top memory, like, callback. Yes. <laughs> so if you smell mm-hmm. a smell, like, your memory You're will, like, instantly yeah. be. Like you know your ex's cologne and you're like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there are, and then there's definitely like essential oils I know that it is can be toxic to cats but those are also can be very calming my mom They're very calming is, do yeah. your research please yes. but uh, yeah hopefully hopefully that was all helpful to you guys especially that de-stressing hopefully that was a good way to I think that's a great way to end the podcast yeah actually. yeah I like, think so too yeah let's now, get out of here now carry on with the rest of your days. Like that. <laughs> Take what we've given you and go. Do you want to shout out anything in particular? Yeah. yeah, it's time to do all the stuff. Okay. Well, do you guys have anything you're working on or you want to shout out right now? Me personally? Yeah, like on your own time? The painting? Painting your my face? face. <laughs> your nails? <laughs> Can't wait to see what's next with your nails, Sarah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna glue all the ones that fell off back on. Hell yeah. See Great. how long that lasts? Recycled art. Let's see how long that lasts. And if then... they don't stick, can I have them? Yes. Well, it's because I've been working out so much, and they just fall off, and you yeah, just can't, can't look cute while working out, and it just freaking mm-hmm. sucks because it's like literally all I have right now because I'm trying to prove myself. It's oh, no. fine. I'm fine, guys. De-stress. 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 What about you, Mon? You got anything? Uh, What's up, money? Shout out to my son. <laughs> Love your son. Don't listen to this. <laughs> shout out to my son. Oh, he, um, uh, Arlo has started saying, oh shit, when he drops stuff. <gasps> oh no. Who did, who did he learn it from? Who did he uh, learn it from? Uh, my wife and I have been arguing over that. Amazing. I don't know. We don't know which one of us it is. Sometimes he says, uh oh, which is very cute. And so then sometimes cute. he's just like, oh shit. And <laughs> you're like shit no oh, my God. oh shit he said oh shit <laughs> oh uh, shit uh, so shout out to that nice mm-hmm. I like that shout out to cute baby stuff another shout out we have some new merch in the merch store it's some cute stuff I'm yes! very excited about it we got Academy Weird Sounds shirt heck yeah we've got a diary shirt it's I love that no shirt. more boys and it's so soft too it's so cool oh I would love that shirt yeah and then we've got a, a Smosh floral right. a Smosh ho- floral hoodie and then we're doing a throwback shirt that's just got shut up all over it and a little great. secret all of us in the office wrote shut up including the cast Ooh. 
Sweet. Yeah. So it's a. It's, I'm it's loving like this. I'm very excited. Thing. I'm yeah. looking at the pictures right now. If you guys love these podcasts, keep listening. We or keep watching. Uh, if you're watching, keep keep watching them on the Smoshcast YouTube channel. Subscribe. And uh, thank you if you already have. And if hit that bell if you don't want to miss the next one. Uh, full video episodes come out on Fridays, but if you want to listen to the full audio episode sooner, it's on all your listening apps, and those come out on Wednesdays. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pose at the end, guys. We just casted a pod. Whoa, yeah, we casted that pod. We did. Good, go- good, good, good God. God. Good, good, God. God. good game. Good job. <laughs> good job. Good game. God. I, good game. God. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>